Welcome to Not the Only Kids in the Hall podcast, the podcast where we talk about every episode of Kids in the Hall. Um, and we're on season two now, season two, episode one. It's exciting, right? Jared? We made it, Nick. I- I'm very excited. Um, I know May is too. I can sense the energy coming already from the other side of our Zoom screen. And look, it's been a wild ride, and I can't wait to get into the next season. And that was your way of slyly introducing May. Oh, that's right. Yes. Here I am. Hey, I exist. I'm watching Jared as well. I don't know what energy he's reading, but I am drinking and it's two in the afternoon. So that's kind of where I'm at. <laughs> yeah. That's a good idea. I actually remembered to bring up some whiskey. Wow. Myself a Bull bomb. That now. Yeah. yeah. And I've got a, got a Guinness here as well. Thank you for <laughs> nice. admitting that. Thank you all for coming yeah. forward. Uh-huh. <laughs> I have a latte, but. What is that? What does that Get the me? fuck out of here. Okay. <laughs> Just a loser. Okay. That Guinness drinking this is man a pro is our guest today. Pod. Oh, yeah. That's our guest. Our, we have oh, a wonderful right. guest today. Uh, comedian Tremaine Austin. Tremaine. Hello. Yeah, that's right. Tremaine Austin. Yeah. We're all over the country today, right? I'm in San Antonio, Texas. Tremaine's in Chicago. Jared's in New York. The Big Apple. And May is also in New York, maybe? Yeah. Very cool. But different sections. I mean, you're in Brooklyn. Different boroughs. Different boroughs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, Tremaine, uh, we all know you from doing sketch and improv around New York City, but now you're you're all, all the way over in Chicago, and I think yeah. you're still doing sketch and improv comedy? I am still there. doing sketch. I, I I'm still doing sketch and improv comedy. Uh, on and off. Mostly off right now, but that's the way it goes, baby. Hey, that's yeah, just the, the in- environment we're in, man. How can you mm-hmm. be doing anything on? That's what I yeah. want to know. And I refuse to do online content. <laughs> <laughs> Good for you. I admire that. I'm really thrilled. I don't that like is posting a stance online. I wish I could take. I don't, I don't like posting Shrimp. online. I deleted my Facebook years ago. <laughs> People still think they're inviting me to stuff. I'm an old man, <laughs> and I compare myself to uh, uh, the artist, like the, the the man who fell apart in the movie The Artist. <laughs> Adrian, I've was never that Adrian seen Brody? that movie. Is it The Artist? Is that what I'm talking about? You're talking about the black and white movie that won the yeah, Oscar? The black that and was white weird? silent film where yeah. he's like, I can't believe they're talking now, and he fucking fails at the end of the movie. <laughs> right. Right. That's me. Jermaine, I, I hate to tell you this, but this is online content. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's oh how we distribute God. the podcast. We don't like some people DVDs or anything. This is not a live <laughs> sketch show. I thought we were doing bonus features for the Kids in the Hall 20th Anniversary DVD. <laughs> <laughs> On the plus thir- side, people don't really listen, so no one will know that you did this. <laughs> yeah. Right, I'll share it. I'll spread it around. I'll, um, the New Year's resolution is to be super online. Oh, whoa. That's a real 180 since we started this conversation. Yeah. I guess I'm gonna it was us. Metaverse. I'm going to go. I'm going to be in the metaverse. <laughs> I love the metaverse. Well, I'm not that engaged with it as a concept online, uh, but I, I've often thought how delightful it would be if I'm getting to like live my life differently somewhere yeah. else because it's not going great here. The metaverse, like... I will say, firsthand account is fantastic. I picked up yeah. one of those Oculuses recently. Woo. Wow. Just rocking it out all day. It's so much. Have you guys tried VR? Have you tried it? No. I have. I actually have an Oculus Quest as well, but I've barely played with it. Mm. Um, I I guess that's, I'm guessing that's the one you have, the Quest 2. Yes, yes, the Quest 2. Yeah. 
I'm wondering how to connect this back to kids in the hall. Uh, I'm struggling. Well, could we well, like go I, into like an Oculus and then shake hands with Scott Thompson or something? We could. Yeah. If we were in some sort of theater, we could see them and high five them and wave to them. Yeah. Honestly, Whoa. I think there is a Buddy Cole VR sketch where it's like some <laughs> something like that. I'm su- I assume it also involves sex. But Tremaine, I wanted to ask you, what's the Chicago comedy scene like right now? The live comedy scene? Are people doing it? Are any of the theaters open? Uh, theaters just closed again. Theaters went dark because of Omicron. Mm. Uh, but I feel like, honestly, a lot of people are doing well online. Like a, a lot of Chicago comedians are blowing up online, uh, doing like front facing video stuff. Uh, most of the people that I've been hearing about are like, yeah, successfully doing that. It's just my my heart can't I, do it. <laughs> I hate front facing videos, but when you yeah. say that, it's like you get attacked you by old. so many different hot takes, and it's like yep. this shit would have died out if we didn't have COVID. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> it was, and a lot of the time, it's just people repeating old tweets, ideas, old sketch ideas. Yeah. that have already been fucking reposted and posted on Facebook, right. Instagram, whatever, and they're just doing it again. And the reason they blow up is because it's the like lowest common denominator of thought and humor. And yeah. that's why it's so right. popular, which is fine. Stupid people deserve fine. to laugh too, but it's still really frustrating <laughs> to watch. Like, it's also like these, they're good. They're like, there's nothing wrong with it, right? It's like, uh, yeah. I love, the, I love right. CW's The Flash. It, it, it doesn't matter. It's for somebody. <laughs> it's made it's for, for somebody. somebody. Absolutely. Yeah. But I, I guess I just get bummed out. I'm sorry. Maybe this is outside the purview of this podcast. Go, man. But Go. You're on talking a roll. About comedy. No, it's, You're on a roll. It's all, it's all for the opening segment. Everything is fair game. Okay, great. I brought up I VR. Think, <laughs> I think that like this form of content really encourages people to turn themselves into a brand and to think very strategically about the best way to make themselves go viral instead of thinking about artistically or like with their you know, intelligence, sensitivity, humor, like what actually is meaningful and important to them. And so everyone, you know, and that's fine. If you just want to be famous and do well, I completely understand that doing well and being famous and making money is rad. (laughs) But it just kind of like, I don't know, it just like dehumanizes people, I think, to a certain extent. Anyway, that's my extreme view. And if anyone has a problem, they can email us at kidsinthepod at gmail.com and we'll read your response online. I also feel like the accessibility that it expands to is like, it's crazy because it's like anybody could do these and anybody does do these. So it's like, who's a comedian anymore? That's what kind of frustrates me. <laughs> I don't care these? about that that much. Yeah, okay. <laughs> we care about different We're things. We're like, who's an artist anymore? <laughs> Who makes... I don't know. I just don't want to be a brand. And I feel like that's the pressure of these types of content. But it also feels like the pressure of everything. It's true. You're right. It's beyond comedy. Yeah. Anyway. Um, Anyway. Well, Tremaine, we're going to get into this uh, Kids and All episode, but I did want to ask before we get into it, did, have you watched Kids and All before at all? Or was yeah, I watched... Have, I guess this is their first episode. But I've like watched some episodes of Kids in the Hall. Uh, I feel like I was just familiar with a lot of the members of Kids in the Hall, just because they were in other things. Uh, so, was it Kevin McDonald is, pops up everywhere with his voice? Uh, <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. I think he was in Lilo and Stitch. Yeah, he was in Lilo and Stitch. He was he in was. Uh, the we movie gotta watch Sky that. High. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Sky uh, High. Yeah. Sky High was one of the DVDs that was in the back of the car uh, on on long road trips. So <laughs> you had one of those like vans with the DVD player. Or, yeah, or it was a, my dad had a Toyota Sienna, and oh, we wow. would drive to North Carolina for seven hours, like a plane. <laughs> like it's like a plane. Yeah, it was like a plane. That's it was great. great. Yeah. So Kevin McDonald was well, on the back of my dad's head for hours. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, let's take it back to September 25th, 1990. So this is only a few short months after they finished season one in May of 1990. September 25th, 1990. 30-something years ago, 31 years ago. Uh, Pacific Heights, number one movie in the country. Did you guys ever see Pacific Heights? I've never heard of it. No. I've never heard of it. I don't know what it is. What Do you know what it is? No, I know that it's called Pacific Heights. And I know that number one on the charts was probably Release Me by Wilson Phillips. <laughs> Does the website just give you a suggestion of what it could be? <laughs> why, why is it probably? Well, Jared, I say probably because I, I, the website I usually go to was giving me different results than I'm used to. It wasn't giving me a, a mm. breakdown country by country, so I don't even have the Canadian number one release this mm. this month or this episode. But I, so I tried to find different websites to to get different, you know, just to fact check myself. And the other website I found. It told me that number one was "Can't Live Without Your Love and Affection" by Nelson. Ooh. So, number one was one of these two songs. Neither of them mean much to me. It's a solid riff. <laughs> I don't though. know. It feels guys... like the McCullough character that we see coming up in this episode would probably rock out to this. Feels like a nice yeah. little, I don't know, steady rock song. I'm into it. I don't have anything Maybe. to say. I don't know anything about these artists or these songs, or but I'll, I'll keep talking. Lie. It's not going to stop me from talking. <laughs> <laughs> I know that uh, Wilson Phillips, uh, the Wilson and Wilson Phillips was the daughter of one of the Beach Boys. That's all oh. I know. So we have that. Uh, but hey, enough about music. Let's talk about this opening sketch. <laughs> enough from about Kids music. We've covered music. <laughs> <laughs> we took care of that. This one's called Comfortable and it's a blackout sketch. I guess we'll just watch the whole thing. It's only like 30 seconds long. You smell that? That's the smell of spring, and I love it. You know what I love to do in spring? I love to come out into the woods, to walk amongst the budding trees, to smell and to taste the hint of renewal that hovers in the air like a heady perfume, and to listen to the song of the birds who've returned from their long sojourn south, and bury the people that I killed during the winter. Oh, this is a strong little blackout sketch. How'd you guys feel about it? Um, I, it it reminded me kind of of the uh, other sketch they had about a serial killer. Two Reg. Yeah. Oh, I, I was I was thinking it was uh, the one where they're sitting around talking about how they killed their friend. Oh right, and that was they're the very the, first episode, right? Yeah, yeah, the, mm-hmm. in the pilot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But yeah, no, you're right. They they do tend to have a lot of sketches uh, about the ordinary serial killer, yeah. the ordinary murderer. Yeah. yeah, it's starting to get a little creepy. It seems like they are trying to establish some sort of philosophy. Like this is okay, you know. Like <laughs> we don't have well, to just, not kill people in society. Um, the first thing I thought was like a the, the Ted Bundy shit, where it's like that's what twenty years before this came out, fifteen twenty years before that came out. Ted, when right. Ted Bundy was running around killing people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. We have to Google what year did uh, Ted Bundy kill people? Running around, yeah, having a blast, true. doing his thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but he was so hot doing it. <laughs> oh, he was fucking smoking. Well, this is. I feel like this is maybe uh, around the time of, of Dahmer, right? Was Dahmer mm-hmm. big in the 90s? <laughs> um, <laughs> big. <laughs> um, I feel like that's when I was seeing Jeffrey Dahmer jokes a lot, was in the early 90s. Maybe that's just because that's when I was uh, when I was first aware of jokes was the early nineties probably. That's the first time you heard um, about jokes. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> Jeffrey Dahmer. <laughs> what, a, what a dark way to enter into comedy. <laughs> to be introduced to humor. Uh, I don't know. You know what? This doesn't strike me as particularly Dahmer or any real specific serial killer. I mean, it seems... Okay, Jared. What? Jesus Christ. It's a, <laughs> just, really a, a... just a polite disagreement, Nick. No need to go that shape. No, I don't know. It seemed like a fairly solid reveal, solid joke, pretty basic... I think it's another example of great production values. I like that they this dirty wheelbarrow is very funny to me. These bodies, mm-hmm. I guess, are they both just real people? Is the bottom one a cadaver? Could you guys? The bottom tell? one looks like a dummy. Yeah. Oh, let's 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 look here. Can we see any better? Oh, they don't they don't move the shot at all. Mm. Yeah. yeah, it's hard to say. Um, yeah, one of those is definitely a real dead person for sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. Hey. Uh, Tremaine, you yeah. ever written a blackout sketch? Yeah, I've written a blackout sketch every once in a while. You, you, anyone's come to mind that you love, or any, uh, any, maybe not one that you wrote, but maybe some one somebody else wrote that you loved. Uh, honestly, I think of I think of this blackout, and it's not a blackout that anybody listening would probably recognize, but it's Ben Cohen wrote a blackout that I still think about is so funny. Uh, it's just the the like Spartacus ending. Or it's like uh, someone's like, hey, I am Spartacus. Yeah, the I am Spartacus. So the Roman centurions come along and they're like, uh, who's Spartacus? Um, we're looking for Spartacus. And a man stands up. He's like, I am Spartacus. Someone else stands up. I am Spartacus. Uh, and everyone's standing up. I'm Spartacus. I'm Spartacus. And the Roman centurion looks at the sheet and goes like, Spartacus S. <laughs> and everyone else sits down. <laughs> That's very funny, unfortunately. Yeah. I hate to have to That's say good. that about something Ben Cohen wrote. but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He would find that funny if he ever yeah. listened to this podcast, which he won't. So. <laughs> That's funny. Very clean. Yeah. Did you, uh, were you uh, on like a, a sketch team with Ben or was it like a, a, a sketch writing classes, class? writing classes, yeah. Cool, yeah. yeah. Shout out to Ben Cohen. I haven't seen him Shout in a while. Ben Cohen. I haven't seen anybody Same. in here in a while, I guess. <laughs> I saw right, him recently, uh, actually. Oh, May, a Ben Cohen check-in. I saw Ben Cohen about a week and a half ago, oddly enough, after many years of not seeing him. And here he is. So I I bet I'll meet him again sometime soon. I feel like that happens with people sometimes. You know, they just keep reappearing for a period of time. Let's uh, watch a little bit from this next scene called Comfortable. Wait a second, Nick. Wait a second, Nick. This yeah, is, for, I, I can't believe that. Yeah. For someone who's obsessed with the show intro, they've changed. It actually they've changed. changed, and you skipped it. So. I don't know wow. what to say now. That's right. That's new sh- new show intro. Let's watch a little bit. I mean, for the listener, you're just going to hear the same song, Shadowy Man on Shadowy Planets, uh, having an average weekend. But let's watch a little bit of the show. I, I, for one, think it's vastly improved. I'll just say that. Yeah. Yeah. I, it's a higher production value, I guess. Uh, the shots are, are more interesting. Yeah, they had a shot of a baby, a shot of like a gangster guy. I, I almost think, did they have a <laughs> shout out for the Helens at the end? Or was that just an old woman? It was hard for me to tell. But I, I, I wanted to kind of give them the benefit of the doubt and, you know, say that they were making reference to one of their better sketches. Um, anyway, I feel like this, there, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> did you see those little old ladies? Um, I think so it, do, you, do you think it's cool now, Jared? I honestly do. 
I mean, I think it maintains okay. the, all the parts of what you liked. I mean, the music, basically, you know, and, and the energy. And and then I think it just adds on more of a style as opposed to just like, isn't this cool how little we care? Which was what, what the first opening title wow. was. For any, of the I listeners, think it's always, for any of the listeners who are like, uh, let me just start with season two. I don't know what the hell you're talking about. Let's get a quick <laughs> description of the first uh, the first seasons. Not for me, for the listeners. The right, no, for the listeners. No, I know you know all the seasons. <laughs> Right, right, um, right. No, it was just a little bit more like we're hanging out in Canada. We're all kind of sitting by like a car that's old and not used anymore. And we're kind of looking at each other and high five and laughing. And it was just a, somehow more casual than what you had just kind of witnessed. Juvenile. Okay. Yeah. Wasn't it? Mm-hmm. yeah. It was still, but it was still like grainy footage of just people hanging out in Toronto. I'd yeah. say Sub- ter- suburban Toronto, which is this grainy film like- footage of, of suburban Toronto. It feels like SNL intros a little bit, right? With like, yes. got their yeah. this faces, season we got them hanging out around the city. Yeah, this season does much. But more I think I like think the SNL, difference yeah. is, yeah, I think the difference is that that's people hanging out in the suburbs to me. Like whereas New York City, it's like everybody hanging out in New York City, like looking cool, being in New York, and this yeah. is kind of to me that to me that was. Just describing our high up, school experience. That, but... <laughs> and I both grew up in New York. We did grow up in New York. Yeah. Did oh, you? I didn't know that. I didn't know you were a New York kid, Shermaine. Yeah. Born and raised in Brooklyn. Oh, cool. So. I'm sorry. Oh, yeah. it's, it sounded like you're about to ask a question. I heard a did you. Uh, I don't have it. I don't have a follow up. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. I stopped talking because I thought you were going to say something. But hey, let's well, watch. Let's watch a clip. Okay, from Com- no. Okay. Now, now it sounds like you're about oh, to. Oh man. <laughs> I'm just I hope no one's been listening. to Toronto. I'm sorry. I've never been to Toronto. Oh, okay. No, I've, I've never been to Toronto too. I've always wanted to go to Toronto. It's great. We I, should I, go I, as a group together. Let's do it as a podcast. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. As and, a podcast. And, and, and also me. And also No, I meant these this episode of the podcast. That's what that's yeah. where we're gonna travel. <laughs> okay, let's watch this uh clip from Comfortable. This is a this was on their I, I remember watching they did this live at their uh the tour that I saw mm. in two thousand. Same guys new dresses. But, which I found uh I keep teasing you with this clip I'm gonna play. But I, I found an old tour t shirt I have of the kids in the hall. Uh, same guys new dresses uh uh tour in my in my parents closet or in my closet in my parents house um, and i remember being relentlessly teased for this tour for this shirt because it just said k-i-t-h in big letters on the front and uh, this guy ben would always be like kith that's all he would say it wasn't very clever. at least he had a good <laughs> joke to nail you on yeah, yeah. kith is like <laughs> an actual street fashion brand now right K-I-T-A? Well, it's yeah, something like there's a store in uh, in Manhattan. Yeah, so now it's cool. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, thought, I always thought it was cool, Jermaine. Let's watch a little clip of this clip here. And surely we're all hip enough to recognize this as a classic burlesque of standard social interaction. As I pick your wife up, carry her over to the dining room table, lay her down, proceed to make love to her in a way that you never had the guts to try. <laughs> hey, buddy. Hey, friend. Huh? Hey, Barney, to my friend. He wanted to, but he just couldn't. He's impotent. <laughs> you don't mind if I tell him you're impotent, do you, honey? Mine? Why insist on it? Why shouldn't these good people know about my problems with the old dingly dangly, eh? You're next, pal. (laughs) 
I want you in me. Sorry, no can do. I realized that run a little long because I thought that whole section was pretty funny. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I thought they really kicked season two off with a bang with this one. Hey, literally. Sexy. I think I remember watching this as a kid and not really getting why it was funny. <laughs> I mean, it seems obvious now, but what I did remember, you yeah, think? You're just like what? he's fucking her. His scene? Wife. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, friends fuck each other's wives. Oh, so you just thought it was like a normal behavior pattern. <laughs> No, I think I just said uh, it was like, uh, it said that this is very adult humor. I don't really, yeah. I don't, this isn't for me. It's like, I always, felt like, I always get mm-hmm. sent upstairs whenever the adults are doing whatever they're doing. Or... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when my parents are fucking on the table, I usually get sent upstairs. <laughs> Before we got the house with the upstairs, it was really awkward. Uh, but... And I was like in a one bedroom apartment. Yeah. I said, just stay here, stay here and watch. <laughs> We don't have it upstairs. Yeah. Um, what, yeah, Tremaine, what'd you, how'd you feel about this one? Do uh, you remember the, this one? Oh, absolutely. Sketch? I watched it today. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I guess I meant that you've seen it before. but Oh, no, no, no. no. <laughs> I haven't seen it before. Uh, yeah, I thought it was funny. It's, it's, it's psychotic. <laughs> <laughs> Just thinking, I, I have not watched sketch comedy uh, consistently in a while, and now going back to it, it's like, oh, this is this is absolutely deranged. This is a man who, after nine years, decided to flip a squi- switch and act like a complete psychopath. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Jermaine's critique is real people wouldn't act like this. <laughs> and of course not. Of course not. Of course not. It's a sketch. But I've been watching too much TV and movies. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I guess I, I wondered if there was like a subtext to this that uh, Scott Thompson, Kevin McDonald's characters had been uh, ha- kind of having a, an affair behind behind the back of these two for years. But mm. but I don't know. maybe that's maybe I, that's probably not true. I, I mean, I about. thought originally to speak about game. I feel like yeah. Mark McKinney did a good job of like playing the game of like a husband who's maybe had one too many or whatever and is getting too comfortable and is starting to embarrass you. Mm-hmm. And then it just like escalates from there. But then at a certain point, Mark McKinney kind of drops doing that as the like voice of reason in this sketch and just like accepting it. I found the whole sketch overall very funny, but I think that kind of disrupted where the like idea of this game comes from <laughs> or like the initiating point where you're like a little embarrassed by somebody you're with and it reflects badly on you. And I thought it was very funny his yeah. escalation of like unbuttoning his pants to dancing around his <laughs> pants up. Yeah. <laughs> like that they was ha- my favorite part, really. They had that very funny shot of McKinney like reacting to the pants going down. Like they had to cut away for a solo shot to make it clear that like, oh, McKinney's character <laughs> does not like this <laughs> or is upset by this. But yeah, to your point, it's yeah. like... I, I think it was all kind of building towards this lamp reveal, I guess, right? I mean, that was kind of yeah. the energy, and that's kind of the subtext of it. Like, I don't think it's that, like, they were having an affair. It's just trying to, like, lead up to this idea that, like, you know, I don't know. I think the game is too comfortable among friends, and it's just funny the things that actually do present an awkwardness and the things that don't. Yeah, Maybe that, like is what that you're what offended by. Right, yeah. right. And mm-hmm. I don't know. I found that really real. Like, I found, like, it mapped on to the feeling that you have during a, you know, I don't know, whatever this is, dinner party, I guess, between two couples. <laughs> when you have these two couples and you're trying to get on the same page and you're not exact it's not exactly clear if how close you are and one weird kind of lame uh, you know, 
empty gesture or a gift that they throw away would like suddenly break down the entire relationship. I thought it was yeah. great. I loved it. I love this liqueur also, thing. Wasn't... Can I get you a liqueur? No, I don't like liqueurs. I thought that, that was fine. It made me laugh for some reason. Yeah, especially with like close friends. It's fun. Yeah. Yeah. I may, what were you going to say? I was just going to say, um, at first sight, there's another sketch that sort of starts out in a similar way that I think was maybe even last week's, but Mark McKinney and Scott Thompson, again, are a couple. and But this time, the woman's partner is played by Mark Foley. Rather than Dave Foley. Dave Foley, sorry. I'm like trying to keep track of the men drinking wine. Um, so, <laughs> so at first I thought it was like, oh, we're going to get this same couple like uh, in multiple awkward situations. And and they played it again very real, I think, uh, up until it got totally absurd. And it was just, I was like, I hope these are the recurring characters we see instead of the mean mom and dad. <laughs> right. We'll see the mean mom and dad again. Don't yeah. worry. I do think but we, we did actually see... A couple of recurring characters we'll get to later. Tremaine, I'm sorry, I cut you off there. Uh, there was a moment that I think just like felt, <laughs> it felt very humid. It's the, when Scott Com Thompson kisses uh, Kevin McDonald, yeah. uh, yeah. and his That's wife right. goes like, stop, you're embarrassing me. <laughs> it's like that, <laughs> that understatement is so funny. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> that you don't have any pants on, you kissed another man's wife, it's stop, you're embarrassing me. <laughs> That energy throughout, quick, like, and the whole sketch. I love that yeah, thing where he's like, yeah. uh, oh, and I drank human blood, and I'm glad I said it. I feel better for saying it. You know, like, <laughs> like, totally, totally. I mean, I love that they kept that, there, the whole sketch. There was one question I wanted to ask you guys that I just remembered. Did you have? You, do you guys have dinner parties? And why am I not being invited to dinner parties? Well, Is this still a thing? Sorry to say it, but it's because you're divorced. And <laughs> Is it a couple's thing? We talk about it. We feel awkward thing. about it. I don't get invited to any dinner parties. I remember once I walked by a restaurant and I saw a group of people who I was all friends with having dinner together. It's two couples. <laughs> and I like looked in the window at them. They look so uncomfortable. <laughs> I guess I don't mean like going to a restaurant. I mean like coming over to your house For and your house. someone prepared dinner. It yeah. feels old fashioned. Yes. I mean, I don't really partake in that. I can't tell if it's just because I'm, you know whatever, a person who's awkward and you wouldn't want to hang out with or it's just because I don't <laughs> It so just you're, seems too formalized. Not, it just seems like well, you, you either hang yeah. out with somebody you don't. To have this dinner party, it feels like a very, I don't know, out of it. It feels old. Mm -hmm. So you're well, not going you, to dinner parties either, Jared? No, I'm not. I'm not. Should I be? Do you all, and you are, do you all cook yeah. regularly? I cook. I, I cook semi, pretty regularly, yeah. Semi. Yeah. Do you cook do you cook to the point where you're like my friend's got to eat this? <laughs> <laughs> I have made I I was going through a phase where I was making pizzas and I was like I should have people over. Yeah. And have these pizzas. I feel like but, that's uh, casual. Never did. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. I love dinner parties. I think they're so fun and nice. But I guess that's just uh, my Not in the cards opinion, for us. Man. I like a potluck. <laughs> I like a potluck more than a dinner party. I used uh, to, but now I'm really suspicious of what people do hygienically at home. Yeah, that's fair, know. too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Cats on the counter. I mean, I know what I do, and it's disgusting, so I don't want any of that. Energy but dinner party, Emma, you don't have the same concern? You don't think someone could be gross in the kitchen that you're all eating from? But it's one person being gross. Right. It's me. <laughs> it's me. Not the, not the answer for you, Do you mean, like, do I think if I go in the other room, someone's going to come into my kitchen and, like, take oh, a so shit? Oh, so if you're, host if you're hosting, I, yes, no, of course, you uh, you don't have to worry. But, no, I meant someone else's kitchen. Um, yeah. Yeah, okay. I don't know. I like sharing food. Watch... I miss that. Okay, sorry. Let's move on to a new thing. Yeah, let's watch a little clip from Trucker number two. Do you guys remember this Trucker? 
Yes, I was yes. so sad to see him. <laughs> You're so sad to see him. Okay, let's watch. Let's watch a little bit. From dealing this. with here. I'm a veteran in this business. You're not just messing with some kid. I'm 40 years old. That's 40 winters, my friend, and I survived it. For God's sake, show some respect. I learned my business in the army. Yeah, in the army. So don't try and tell me it can't be done. I've seen too much crap already. I used to deliver it, as a matter of fact. And another thing, us. Yeah, May, you were sad to see him back. I, I hear. Uh, yeah, I really dislike this character of his a lot. I do think this one works better than the last one we saw, but I don't really care for him as a character. But anyway, go on. Okay. What do you guys think? Um, I thought this was a funny scene. It was uh, just him uh, just being a jerk to this guy on the phone. I guess maybe that's it. I mean, you don't you tend not to like it when characters are mean. Is that is that a fair summary? I don't like it when they're mean for no reason and it's not that funny. I don't know. <laughs> no, I kind of agree on this one. It's like the game is what? Like, how dare you not help me? Or like customer desperately brags. <laughs> it felt odd. It felt like he was just shit talking the whole time. Yeah, um, I felt like he was like undercutting himself pretty consistently. Or it's like, 40 not that old. <laughs> Uh, I mean, I guess talking yeah. down to this person, but I think from the audience's perspective of like, this guy isn't somebody who's like powerful or that we look up to. His food order was like, what was it? Uh, smelt in a Coke. Yeah, that was also the other weird thing about the scene because they very rarely have real women participate in the show. So I'm like, why is this female character actually being played by a woman? And it's like, because she's taking the lunch order? Like, why Why is she being cast in this? It doesn't make any sense. It's so weird. They did have two women in in this episode, I noticed. I I do wonder if maybe we'll see more women going forward after season one. I don't know. I have no idea if that's the case, but I, I was wondering that. He also yeah, there was also like uh, yeah, an applause for the fr- like a mention of a frequent flyer being a frequent flyer and everyone freaked. <laughs> was that? I think it's because I, I just thought it was a funny line. Have. It's just a funny it's line. Like, oh, okay, I don't know if it was a timely reference at all or uh, I don't know. I think of like the the people at airports with like rewards programs or points as like the mm. most entitled people in the world. Uh, I feel like that's like codified to be the most like the diamond. I'm a diamond plus member. Get me on this fucking plane right now, <laughs> or yes. like hold the Amaze plane got for a twenty more thing minutes. About, I need like, to go uh, to the bathroom. I remember in Amaze Instagram stories, uh, she you, you had like a whole thing about how you uh, were uh, using uh, frequent flyer miles, right? Like you, I did. You, I you, used them to get around. I didn't use them to abuse anyone mentally. But <laughs> maybe I should next time. <laughs> well, I think at this point with the rank system. Your points ain't shit. <laughs> you're right. One of the things that I keep hearing about, but I'm afraid to try, is that you're supposed to get access to this like special waiting room. But I just can't even yeah. like handle trying. You mean that. a lounge? The lounge. The, Del- the Delta Sky mm-hmm. Lounge. Yes, yes. Yes. I've been. I, I. I've dabbled. I've dabbled in there. What's it's, it like uh, in there? It's. It's frankly delightful. And I mean, I don't know. I, I guess I could sound like a, a jerk right now, but I'll. I, I don't mind. It's. Uh. The foods. Nice, lots of food options, um, solid coffee, comfortable chairs, and uh, the Wi-Fi, top-notch, top-notch. No, I've done lounges before. I had like a priority pass for one of my credit cards came with the priority pass, priority 
Anyway, you got to, into a bunch of lounges, and yeah, there was free liquor, free beer, free free wine, and yeah, some good free food. And I, now that might be different today with COVID. Maybe it's like harder to get that stuff. I, I like that Tremaine described the assholes that kind of do this with. <laughs> and it was it turned out it was and us. All three of us were like, "Well, here's my experience." <laughs> no, 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 no. And, it's and, literally and, what we all do. You wish you could. <laughs> to be fair, to be fair, you are all pieces of shit. But that's not that's not what I'm saying exactly. <laughs> No, I know. It's to be like, to do there's a difference between doing using miles and shit, and then like being an asshole because you have right, 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 right. It's the people who are like, I am a, I am a gold member. It's like that attitude right. bringing towards the table. So I recognize that in this character. I like this character. I'll say it hands down. I like this character because I recognize that behavior as like somebody who thinks they're the absolute shit. Like the emphasis on like. Yes. Uh, uh, you hear that? Put take my stuff, put it in front of everybody else's stuff. You know why? Because I'm 40 years old. It's like nonsense. <laughs> yeah. You know, <laughs> like that is fun to me. <laughs> yeah, I think no, it's a self-aware yeah, just, character. Yeah, and bringing up that he was a frequent flyer, and that's why this guy should help him. Right. <laughs> like this, in this the army, I'm nothing a to do with their flyer. <laughs> I look yeah. good in red. <laughs> All right, let's watch a little bit from this next scene called "Hard Day" and. My time cue might not be correct, but let's... Well, maybe I'm just in awe of how well-groomed you are. Yeah, well, sure, but I mean, it hardly means like I'm a member of some super-intelligent uh, race with extremely advanced personal hygiene, does it? <laughs> no, I'm just a perfectly normal mortal human being like anyone else here in the office, right? No one said you were an alien. What alien? Oh, so you know, huh? All right. Hello, Control. Control, this is Delphar 7. My mission is in jeopardy. Destroy the planet. Repeat. Destroy the planet. Betty, could you hold all calls, please? Um, this is great costume. One of the sketches I loved as a kid. Oh yeah, great costume. Also, it kind of looks like Cobra uh, from GI Joe. Like, uh, yes, what's his name? Yeah. Uh, Cobra Commander or Serpentor from GI Joe? I'm sure we were all thinking it. Um, but, Those glass uh, tablets yeah, this that is one he's of the... got too. Great prop. Just need to put that out there. Great prop. Glass tablets. I, was, I didn't notice that. Yeah, where he's taking them out and reading them during the meeting. He's got these kind of like uh, little slabs. Yeah. What he's oh, yeah. About. oh wow. They're yeah, hard yeah. to I feel see like with that's this very... quality, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's very um for thinking of them because this is way before, of course, iPads, you know? This but I guess maybe they were doing this on Star Trek the Next Generation already, so maybe it kinda of, kinda of entered into the subconscious to some degree. Mm-hmm. But uh yeah, uh I this is a sketch I, I would have loved as a kid, and I think I did love it as a kid. Uh, just this is what I liked most about Kids in Law was these absurd ideas and uh, sci-fi premises. Uh, yeah, I, what did you guys think? Tremaine, we'll start with you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I love Dave Foley so much. Uh, he, he, he. <laughs> I think he's such a bad actor, but. <laughs> <laughs> But he's so much fun to watch while he's being a terrible actor that it's like, I'm on board for this. I'm a fan. Uh, <laughs> him panicked. I don't believe it for a second. <laughs> well, you know, we were saying this with uh, with, with Jamie Lutz last week. Uh, I, I do think Dave Foley, I, I love Dave Foley, too. I think he gets by on his charm quite a bit. A hundred percent, And the, the next sketch, I think, uh, is the next sketch. No, a couple sketches from now. It's entirely about that, <laughs> about how he gets by on his charm. He right. wrote a character about it. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, I agree. He's He is a bad actor, <laughs> at like least he, in this. He really doesn't sell this sketch at all. <laughs> yeah. But it's like, I guess I, it's Dave Foley, so I'll like suspend yeah. and just like it. I, like I almost it. get the sense that that's kind of a thing that they do. I don't know if it's intentional, but they kind of like 
don't commit to their reality fully and just kind of like act silly <laughs> and crazy like on purpose. And I think I I, I don't know. I, I get on board with that sometimes. I feel like this is a good sketch because it's so silly that mm-hmm. I don't know. The I guess bad acting, like you're saying, Tremaine, like almost helps it. <laughs> Like, I don't want this to be too dry. Like, I don't want this performance to be too, I guess, intense or, or dark. Yeah. I, I feel like they both, I mean, McDonald, I feel like is a, almost a worse actor to me. Like, oh, he for feels sure. like, it feels like every line read in every situation to him is like, well, I think that I'm going to do this now. It's like, dude, chill out. And Maybe so, it feels yeah. more intentional bet with uh, with McDonald. Maybe it feels more intentional bet with Kevin McDonald because think, it is just so. But I think they were perfectly character. cast. I mean, I don't know who wrote this, but I think these two guys were perfect to play these parts. I mean, yeah, yeah. I think that there's a very funny little run of jokes that don't hit at all, where Kevin McDonald is referring to everything as like space coffee from the space store. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Fucking shit. no one is laughing. <laughs> Space tea, perhaps? You're right. Audience, move on. It really made me laugh. I don't know. I appreciated it. How would you guys define and, uh, the game? These two, is, Dave. Is this like outer space exit interview or in trouble with outer space boss? Or kind Well, of no, he does it again. It's like guy who jumps the gun when he thinks he's been made. A bad yeah. spy, I guess. Oh, interesting. Like makes oh, himself, right. bad, yeah. bad alien spy. Right. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like it's probably not one game. It's probably like yeah if 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 you were if you're doing this as, as a traditional ucb style sketch it would be yeah bad uh guy who's a bad liar and we would have gotten three beats of it and this whole like section between kevin and dave would have been much shorter right uh, because yeah, but i feel like they don't always sketch. hold that at all we did know. get the three beats of it though yeah right? definitely not yeah i think we only got two beats because it was the last yeah. one is the double agent thing yeah, but I think that oh, I would right. say that's well, the, the beginning is just yeah. the setup, right? I mean, right, yeah. right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I, I don't mind that at all. That they don't like. I, I think sketch comedy kind of sometimes gets too uh, codified or too, uh, uh, you know, restricted, machine-like. Yeah, you know? yeah. What do you guys think of the saying "the end" at the end? Oh, <laughs> that I was you? ready to turn off the episode. <laughs> 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 Did you I really think cool. I was it? Two sketches? I think you should leave time if we're doing 12 minutes and then leave it. <laughs> Cutting it out. I thought it made me laugh. You a fan of I like... think you should leave, Tremaine? Say it again? Are you a fan of I think you should leave? Yeah, I think it's a fun show. I, I like that show a lot. Tremaine, you remember what we ran into each other in Chicago? Was that at I.O. or Second City? You remember that? I think it was at I.O. It was at I.O., right. It was such, yeah. such, a, such a happen chance thing. I was uh, on a business trip for my day job at Major League Baseball mm-hmm. <laughs> at a retail summit in Chicago. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought, well, I guess I want to, you know, pretend like I'm doing comedy, even though I'm not. And then I went and saw a random show by myself. And then I think I was just looking at the wall of pictures. Jermaine was like, Jared? What's up, dude? <laughs> I, was, I was so startled. Uh, yeah. Because you had just left then, right? I had just moved to Chicago, yeah. Man. Oh, wow. I feel like I've run into a couple of people in New York just, like, by chance. I ran into Riley Soliner just walking in the street. Wow, uh, that sounds scary. Yeah, it was great. <laughs> I like Riley a lot. Riley's no, great. I love him, too. <laughs> yeah, Riley's a good guy. It was terrifying, though, yeah. <laughs> Caught me off Did guard. you feel like Jared had followed you to to Chicago? Yeah, was it a ruse? Am I lying? Down. Was this some sort of weird <laughs> plot that I hatched? I think in some ways, yeah. You you love me, right? Of course. You didn't say it then, but I got you love me vibes. 
He was also dressed like you for some yeah. <laughs> What was going on? I said, hi, I'm Tremaine. It was very strange. Jared, it sounded like you had something to say about this, the end, and I cut you off to ask about it. I think you should leave, so uh, you please know, spit it out. Well, I th- <laughs> thank you, Dick. I, I think all it was was just, um, this makes me laugh. It's just as short, if not shorter, than the other pieces of the episode, and I guess it's just kind of to give it this filmic vibe and something about feeling the need to say the end at the end of this sketch as opposed to any others just made me laugh. I thought it was funny. Um, I just didn't know if you, if it, you guys felt the same way. I wonder if they did it because they were like, well, there's no third beat, so I guess we'll just say the end. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Maybe that's it, yeah. It's also, I mean, it's yeah, it does have that, like, uh, sci-fi movie kind of feel to it. Right. Uh, and they, yeah. But, Are they, yeah. D- does Kids in the Hall, like, hold two, three beat structure for the most part? Or are they like, oh, man, we really got to do this the right way? <laughs> I would say no. I would say they don't necessarily no right? i think a lot of their stuff is really experimental this this okay. episode actually seemed much more cohesive in a like modern sketch way than cool. a lot of the other yeah. ones yeah well hey why not let's move on to okay. the next modern cohesive sketch oh this is not modern cohesive. I, yeah <laughs> I, like I love this, this scene i like this i like it's it great too. yeah i, was yeah. A fan I of wish i forgot to look it up i do wonder who sang and wrote the song it sounds kind of like dave but anyway this is called uh off swinging. Let's let's watch <laughs> the beginning of the song here. Yeah, it's I, why is it called that? <laughs> but yeah, let's watch the beginning. Of the song. Hey man, this is the best looking man in the world. I just kind of want to keep watching that forever. Like, what, what do you think? What, what do you guys think the inspiration for this was? Do you think they saw this guy and were like, I got to write a song about this guy? Or do you think? They I just think there's a, writing this, a song this about type it. of guy, you know, like there's this type. Of, it almost reminded me of like the Sopranos and like you look at like Paulie Walnuts and Stephen Van Zandt. You're like, these guys look insane. But I guess like but to they them. They have so much confidence. They have <laughs> yeah. so much confidence. It's like I'm looking perfect. Yeah. Like I got it tight. Like this is what good looking guys are. Like it's me, mm-hmm. baby. And like in, when you just pan out and look at it objectively as a normal human person, you go like, okay, like this is some weird looking old guy. I, I don't know. It's just like this misplaced confidence I thought was just so funny the whole time. Yeah. And, uh, I just see it a lot. You know, you see guys of a certain age thinking, well, this is looking good. And obviously they don't know because there's a generational <laughs> gap between what is good looking and, you know, cool and what is not good looking and not cool. And I don't know. I, I just it, it felt like I it was saying so many funny things at once, even though it was so simple. I was really into this one. And thinking about those guys, you know, regardless if it's good or not, I respect it. <laughs> I'm a fan of this guy. I right. like him. I think he deserves the <laughs> world. He's got, yeah. Well, I feel like it's wow, like showing effort, world, okay. right? It's like even if you don't think he looks good, <laughs> yeah, that's not the point of the sketch. Like he clearly put a lot of effort into looking this way. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, that, that I mean, he's well dressed. Like, I, I never tuck my, I've never even tucked my shirt in. This guy's got a blazer, got a belt going on. I mean, what, what'd you think? You... I didn't get this sketch at all. I don't know. Maybe it's like a persona that haunts the male psyche. For me, if I see a man with that vibe, I'm like, 
you're a misogynist who smells bad. <laughs> I don't want to. Well, be I think I think you are. I think I think you're supposed to think that. I I, I don't think exactly. we're supposed to like like. But this Amay, guy. does does he think he's a misogynist who smells bad? That's the key. I don't think he thinks he's attractive. I think he's like oh, think deeply he insecure. No, I think he probably jerks off to the weirdest porn you've ever seen. That's true. I agree with that. I agree with it as well. But like not the cool weird kind. I don't know. I didn't really get this sketch. It seems very weird to me because, you know, none of them are in it. And it's just this random guy who's almost like typecast to play this character. And it's right. like, who are they, they taking? Like, the guy seems completely delighted by himself. He's not like being taken down. It's almost like a celebration of this bizarre figure. Oh, know? I think well, he's apparently he's down. he's a. I mean, apparently he's a real guy. He's not an actor. I don't know how they found him. <laughs> they were just but filming they, him and following him around the street. They had to sign a have well, him sign said, release after they shot the sketch. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm just looking this up now, and it, there's a uh, uh, yeah. I'll, I'll, the only. Real information I have is that uh, he's just some guy. He's not an actor. Uh, but that's and they shot the sketch uptown on like Eglinton. So, but uh, yeah, it it I do wonder how they found him. Now I wish I had done a little bit more research. But of course, we're recording this the day after Christmas, and I feel I'm at my sister's house, so that's my big excuse for everything going wrong today. Right. So if Nick bombs on a joke or he just kind of stumbles, he's in his sister's house. Give him a break. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I don't know. I think they probably were just casting, right? And just try. I mean, th- th- these guys are a dime a dozen. You probably found a guy like this. Ever. I also love about the sketch that they say in the very beginning, "This is the greatest looking guy in the world," and then they yeah. never. Yeah, well, that's they, the best part. They of it, don't. Yeah. They don't say it ever again. You, you think they clearly would have worked it into a song and like repeated it as part of a court? No, one time, and then just do 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 do. And the song you is nonsense. I think that's what bothers me about it because I think even if this guy does have misplaced confidence, I bet he does not think he is handsome. I bet he thinks he's just like machismo, you know, like just like carrying around okay. this like macho Fair. energy mm-hmm. of wealth mm-hmm. and like. Uh, confidence, but I bet he doesn't think of himself as like a pretty boy or good looking, really. Yeah, yeah. But I think, that's but I think he thinks he's attractive. Sure, fine. If that makes sense. Not necessarily. I think he thinks handsome. he can get women to sleep with him. Yeah, yeah I that's what I mean. That's what I mean by attractive rather than women. Yeah, right. yeah. Yes. <laughs> it doesn't mean that he looks good. It doesn't mean that he's smart. It doesn't mean that he has actually a lot of money. But I right. think he believes that whatever he's got is attractive. <laughs> right. It makes women. He thinks of- Women are available. Yeah, too. I mean the way that he looks at that I woman think... is she's like, "What the fuck is going on?" It's like, yeah, that's the outside perspective, right? <laughs> right, right. That's how we see him. Is that how that woman right. saw him? Right. Yeah. How that woman looks at him and is like, well, "Get away from me! You're too close." <laughs> and I think they couldn't think have been this, kind of right. Like... They couldn't have. They couldn't have faked it. I mean, the kind of the whole point is to have a guy who gives this vibe, looks like this, is this age. It wouldn't have worked if one of them tried to play this guy. In my opinion. Oh no, definitely yeah. not. Uh, but yeah, it, it would have been a different sketch. I love that they just had some random guy do it. And did you, did you guys think that was Dave Foley singing it? I'm not sure if it was. It kind of sounds like him, but it, could I'm not, not tell. sure. Could not tell. Also, what genre is this parody? Parodying? It feels like it feels like early rock and roll, maybe. But like, yeah, but with like kind of like a Sinatra voice. Yeah. Over it. Yeah. Again, to me, it's, it's like it is... mobster kind of old school. Yeah, like a. I don't know. I don't know. Like a uh, bing, Tony bing, Bennett boom, 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 type boom. of guy. Yeah, Tony. Yeah, Tony Bennett kind of. Yeah, mm-hmm. I could see. Yeah. Well, hey, speaking yeah. of uh, confidence, and I feel like this next Men. sketch is uh, <laughs> it's called the Doctor. 
Yeah, I feel like it's kind of the inverse of this, where it's like this guy who knows that he is only where he is because of his... Anyway, let's let's watch a, a little clip from this sketch, The Doctor, a classic gets an monologue with Dave Foley. But I didn't worry about it. I figured, how far can you coast on charm? <laughs> well, pretty far, actually. <laughs> they just offered me the job of chief of surgery. Apparently, I've logged more hours in surgery than any other man my age. 4,000 hours this year alone. Nick? What no one seems to have noticed is that it was oh. all with the same patient. <laughs> oh, I want to show you something. You know what this is? Urine. Another man's urine. I ask for it, and they give it to me. I don't know what to do with it. I've got a fridge full of this stuff. I mean, I suppose I could send it out to the lab, but they'd only send back a lot of test results I couldn't possibly understand. Well, I, you know, he's covered in blood. I loved it. Um, I thought the set uh, and the production of this was great. I thought... Uh, I thought Foley was great. You know, we this sketch had come up a lot. I mean, anytime we ask our guests on this pod, have you ever seen it? And they've seen a few episodes, and they always bring up this sketch. So I, uh, it's the first time I've seen it all the way through, and uh, I thought it was great. The urine j- joke that we just watched, I thought it was very funny. The thought has passed my mind of, like, just <laughs> the idea that there is just a bunch of other people's urine in a doctor's office and what a weirdo would do with that urine. I don't know. That has crossed my mind. Um... <laughs> A, yeah, I it's, I think it's great. I I, I think it's a, just a really funny perspective and really kind of tight, a good monologue, and uh, I love it. I love it. I think it's kind of a good. It shows a nice evolution from Foley's monologues that we've seen to this point. Um, I think you know I really liked his guitar piece that he did earlier, where he's kind of like uh you know, I think he's just sort of talking. Like, he's a cool, hotshot guitar player, but he can clearly, like, barely tune it and barely play the guitar. That was very funny. And then there was one before where it was kind of meta in the first few episodes. And, I don't know, I've gotten used to these Foley monologues, and this was clearly the best one. I feel like he's gotten better and better. So, I'm excited to see the next one. Uh, Tremaine, you thought you had any thoughts? Yeah, I, I also liked it a lot. I, I was uh, saying it earlier, but Dave Foley does just get by on charm, and it's, it's nice seeing him acknowledge it. Uh <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, this uh, definitely seemed like a personal a personal yeah. monologue. I, <laughs> I know it did. Uh, I think I think like not. I haven't seen a ton of kids in the hall. I like am familiar with the individual folks, but looking at this episode individually, watching this, my thought was this was not made for me. <laughs> it was like very clearly <laughs> this was not this was not made for me. It wasn't made for like the time period that I grew up in. It wasn't made for a young black man growing up in Brooklyn at all. So a lot of the stuff that they're talking about is like, oh yeah, this is suburban life. This is like businessmen, even like uh, like businessmen without a lot of power that are like acting like they're the top of the fucking pile. This is fucking the 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 doctors who really shouldn't be there. <laughs> it's like we were right. just giving shit. And like thinking about this in the context of like, yeah, we gave like six Canadian white dudes a sketch show. And <laughs> what are they gonna talk about? It feels like, yeah, this is like a nice snapshot of that time through their eyes. It's it's uh cool to see. <laughs> and then, like, yeah, it's cool to see a new know. perspective five <laughs> Canadian white <laughs> what I meant to say by cool to see was uh, I've seen it a lot <laughs> right <laughs> <laughs> I've seen it a lot and I guess like yeah I've, I, I get it <laughs> we all have privilege yeah. right everyone <laughs> isn't it hilarious what do you think of me um, of this sketch it didn't yeah. make me laugh that much I guess 
the like asking someone for urine thing and getting it is funny to me. It's a funny joke. <laughs> but that's yeah. Probably, that's a funny joke. Um, I don't know. I, yeah, it just isn't that funny to me. I understand why it's memorable. And it's partly because of Dave Foley's like, yeah, like what you're saying, his charm, right? Like he delivers it with this very, very uh, wide-eyed enthusiasm about getting away with it. But it doesn't make me laugh that much because it's like very real in a way. <laughs> like there are a lot of really terrible doctors. <laughs> you know, I don't know. Um, yeah, you know, I think I didn't realize that there were a lot of really terrible doctors back then. I, I thought this was what an absurd premise. But yeah, I'm sure there are. Awful, well, he also uh, made those doctors. jokes about like referring, you know, to different doctors. And that feels very real, too, of like doctors kind of like, I don't know, probably profiting off of, you know, recommending people who they, I don't know, are friends or have deals with or want to, you know, whatever. And that that feels very real to be referred to to another specialist or something in mm-hmm. order to get something looked at or done. And it's like it just feels like they either a don't know what they're doing or b are just making money behind our backs and loving it. Uh, so. Yeah, it is kind of almost depressing, as funny as it is. <laughs> yeah. But I guess that's true of a lot of their yeah. stuff. It's still one of the uh, better performances from Foley, definitely. But, you know. <laughs> yeah, did you feel like he was himself. a bad actor in this one, Shemaine? I thought he was playing himself, and it matched. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, to that point, he, he's good in monologues, I think, because he doesn't have to like act, quote-unquote. Like, yeah. anytime, anytime he doesn't have to really be a character, that, that really benefits him. Oh, yeah, that might be true. All right, let's watch a little bit from Bobby and the Devil. And uh, I might let this run a little long because I don't have a good time stamp for this one. Bobby Terrence, I have been listening to your music in hell. You are the strongest guitar player I have ever seen. Oh, really? Yes. I must defeat you before you form a band. Well, then let's rock. It is so written. So now let it be played. Nerf, nerf, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's enough. Um, Are you pausing it here because he looks sexually aroused? <laughs> mid come. Yeah. Look at the passion in Bruce McCullough's teen boy character's mm-hmm. eyes staring right at Nick. <laughs> we'll throw up this still on our social feeds just so you guys can yeah. join in and engage. Yeah, this like is this like one, kind of a... I do. It's kind of a culmination of this character. I'm sure we'll see this character again, the Bobby Terrence. But uh, so we do. We do find out that Bobby Terrence's dad is the trucker. <laughs> Maybe we already knew that. I don't think so. No, I don't think so. I don't think so. I feel like maybe. I feel like maybe that was already established, but I'm not oh, positive. Okay. Um, but yeah, and then uh, he has this uh, kind of a parody of uh, the devil went down to Georgia with the devil, uh, but. Uh, He's he's a shitty guitarist. Uh, Bobby is. He's a teenager who's barely learned to play guitar. I thought it was funny. That sounds like Jared. It sounds like maybe you didn't think it was funny. No, it's not that I didn't. It's just I mean, it reminded me of again. We have this issue of kids in the hall where they've influenced so many things, and now by the time we're watching it, it's like, is this hack? Like I've seen this before. It's like, yeah, except you saw it after, because <laughs> I've seen Tenacious D. 
and it really made me think of this. Um, right. The tribute. All- hmm. The tribute. The tribute. Yeah, that's right. This is and- the tribute. And it just, uh, you know, it felt as this character does very Wayne's worldy, and I don't know. There's just a vibe of that. I've seen it before, but again, they were probably first, so I should probably try to, you know, get rid of that and give them a fair shot. Uh, yeah, the guitar stuff again. Like I mentioned, the tuning uh, thing that Dave Foley uh, that that kind of monologue. They have a lot of really funny guitar humor. I mean, I don't know how many of them play guitar, but the details and tuning and having the devil go like very crafty. I thought was very funny. Um, the saying E B E A, like shouting the notes of the chords as he's trying to play smoke on the water. Yeah, E A, like getting into it. I think the game, even I would say, is amateur guitar player battles devil. Because it seemed like every joke mm-hmm. was sort of about how he was like, you know, a, a novice, like, okay, guitar. Yeah. Um, I actually kind of like the beginning and end the best. I love the beginning of... Like I the, thought trash. Taking out yeah, the trash. Well, the trash, but also like the pass the salt. Like, you know, at one point <laughs> McKinney says, pass the salt, family. And I thought that was very funny. <laughs> and then at the end where he says, pass the food, I use too much salt. <laughs> He's used food to uh, (laughs) balance out his his, his food that he has on his plate. That made me laugh. And then the model at the end, I thought put the had this wrench and then put it down in a very funny way. And that whole that whole segment made me laugh too. Everything else was okay, I thought. Let me read a little bit from the biography real quick. So Mark McKinney says, back in the 80s, the rock guitar solo was still God culturally. So in my scene, the devil was this really, really stupid guy who can't beat a 15-year-old in a guitar duel, which is exactly the kind of myth a stoned 15-year-old might come up with. I also love the part where my lovely double-neck guitar gets transformed into a timid little ukulele, and I get to cry useless. I also like the part where uh, his four more, two more hands come out to play his double-neck guitar. Uh, right. I thought that was a Goro little kind of cool. You guys familiar yeah, with right, Goro? Goro style. Yeah, Mortal Kombat? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Nick. Mm-hmm. Tremaine, what did you think of the scene? Uh, I think it's, I feel the same way I feel about the entire episode. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's great. Yeah. Let's get your, your summation, which I guess we kind of already had, which is, it's not for you, I think, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's not for me. I mean, starting out with this like picture of suburban life, it's like, okay, this teenager that's like kind of rebellious, won't take out the trash, won't pass the salt, but can beat the devil in a fucking, <laughs> it's like, you're not, you're not a badass. You're not a badass the way you think you are. It's like, it's cool to see. <laughs> I mean, but you're like, like a scientist. It's more of a like, study you know, it's, for it's, you. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. It's, like it's an, an anthropology. anthropology like, that's what, that's yeah. what it feels like to me is more this is anthropological rather than like a joke. Uh, <laughs> the whole show, you but weren't you, laughing. But you you're going, interesting. Interesting. Honestly. <laughs> for, the most, for the most part. It's funny but hearing mean, we... this because I was just talking to somebody about, I feel like, yeah, there are a lot of shows and a lot of media marketed towards me as a statistical white lady of my age. But I was like, mm. what's a show that really feels like it's targeted at me, a Malekin? And I think it was Russian Doll because it's just about this older woman yeah. who's really cranky, who has psychological problems and grew up in the East Village with a demented mom. I was like, mm-hmm. is this about She even had red life? hair. And she had red hair. <laughs> so it's like, what is the show that you're like, this was targeted to me personally and I'm taking personal offense to it or loving it or whatever. 
But Tremaine, we we can we we all agree that they're making fun of this teenager, right? Like yeah, that absolutely. of course he yeah okay. Absolutely. I, I just want to make sure that you weren't thinking like, oh, maybe they're like lionizing this Bruce McCullough. Oh, no, 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 no. Dumbass. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I know they're making fun of it. Uh, I think I think still like the 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 thing that Amay brought up with both of the sketches with the two guys, the uh, the trucker and the uh, the um, what was it? The swing, good, bad swing. doctor. Oh, 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 right, right, right. The sweat, the the yeah, the best looking man in the world. Right. None of it feels like it's necessarily a takedown. It's not like clearly a takedown of this behavior. It's like presenting it as, isn't this crazy? Even the fucking beginning where, where uh, Scott Thompson kills a dude. He's like, I'm a murderer. Isn't that nuts that white dudes murder people? It's like, <laughs> it's like I, I know. And I, I think I'm going to be fine, which is so weird. Yeah. Right. It's like, I know you're laughing at it, but you're not, you're not taking it down. You're not really <laughs> taking it down. You're presenting it as this is nuts that people act this way and we know (laughs) i also do think in this sketch even though he's being presented as rebellious or like stupid a little bit they also clearly like love this character i feel like there's a lot of love yeah (laughs) yeah that's true i mean and he is like them as uh, you know he is probably like bruce mccullough as a teenager so i'm sure he does i think they all relate to these characters in some way to the point that they're not fully admonishing or taking it down so it's it's cool to see. <laughs> <laughs> I will say this like scene where he's playing the guitar. You know, like when the devil comes out, the devil comes out as like a sexy lady that he saw in a picture that obviously the teen boy likes. He's like trying to seduce him and he takes this sander and he's using it to play the guitar. But for a second, I thought he was just going to sand his dick off. And I was <laughs> so to like avoid, <laughs> avoid the lusty allure of this woman. <laughs> I just thought that was such a funnier thing to do. <laughs> That would have been something, yeah. <laughs> um, well, hey, that's the last sketch in this episode. Tremaine, what, do you, what did you... I feel like we kind of got your thesis statement on Kids in the Hall, but is there anything that you can kind of... You, you think you might take from watching Kids in the Hall and, like, working on your own stuff? Or if anything you thought about in regards to comedy that it brought up. Oh, that is so perspective-based. I mean, from talking at the beginning with like lowest common denominator of people who are watching every single video. It's like, yeah, every, everything has an audience. Everything has an audience. And you can either think about who that audience is, or you can say, this is what I like, and this is what I find funny. I think early on doing like sketch comedy at UCB, watching shit like Mr. Show and, and uh, uh, Upright Citizens Brigade, the TV show, it's like, I don't think that should have been my standard for like comedy as a writer. So like mm-hmm. it took a longer time to get away from that when I was writing stuff because that was Harold just is like, oh yeah, this is what's good. But it's like, that's not, that's not my life and I don't relate it to relate to it. I understand why it's funny and I, it is good. I appreciate this. It's cool to see, but, uh, <laughs> but it's not, it's not. But yeah, for, that, that's the pull quote for and this, this episode. Was, <laughs> <Yeah>. Jermaine, cool <laughs> to see. Yeah. <laughs> and there was like a period of time where this was kind of the only sketch comedy you could see. Right. I mean, I guess like with SNL, I guess. Uh, yeah. Living well, Color was probably shortly yeah. after this, and and you know, Mad TV came after that. But yeah, this was kind of the only uh, sketch comedy game outside of SNL for a while. <laughs> like, Jermaine, what is what it like? What, what have you seen recently or in the last few years that's like gotten you away from this? Where you're like, oh, this feels like more authentic to me, or like more like something I can relate to as humor. Even no. if it's not like a sketch show, like just something that you're like, oh, this is like inspiring me to follow my own ideas about comedy. I mean, uh, part of it, part of it is like 
just needing to get away from comedy in general, like mm-hmm. uh, away from thinking of things as like strictly comedy or strictly dramas. Uh, mm-hmm. And it's kind of everything that I watch, if that makes sense. Uh, it does actually. Or like, so over the, I don't know what season it was, it was a <clears throat> pandemic, but the Criterion Collection had like all these Korean dramas. Uh, and it's interesting seeing, they're not dramas, just Korean films. Uh, and it's interesting seeing, like, from a perspective outside the United States that consumed so much media and, and, like, studied how these films were made, how fluid they were in terms of, like, what genre was. So it would mm-hmm. be, like, a hilarious moment and then hard cut to, like, a very sad, dramatic thing. And it, like, just mm-hmm. flowed e- easily. Uh, so thinking about what you're creating in terms of, like, what you just, what just what you want to say. Like, what is it that you want? What's the feeling that you want to create rather than this has to be joke, joke, joke. This has to be uh, fitting into this structure. Uh, I think it's interesting to look at look at things that you're writing like that. I think it's so true. And it actually ties back to the like front facing video thing where I think there's a lot of pressure to put yourself in a box because you're easier to market. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that really influences, yeah, like genre and how people approach expressing themselves. Yeah. Sorry, I cut you Korean movie recommendations, Jermaine? No. Okay. Okay. Good. <laughs> good. We don't I, want legit, them. I, I I mix up titles all the time, and I don't want to look silly. Uh, <laughs> Just text us later. Yeah, we won't yeah. even share it. <laughs> well, Jared, it's you know what time it is. It's time for you to sing that song that you love to sing so much. Oh, I love it so much, Nick, and I'm glad you prompted me. It's time for Sketch of the App. It's the Sketch of the App. Come on down. It's the Sketch of the App. I'm sorry, Tremaine. Well, you know, so, Tremaine, this is the <laughs> part of the show where we say what our favorite Sketch of the episode was. Mine was Hard Day, the one about the aliens. Uh, the the man who, the, the, the alien who's a bad liar. What a, what a, who, who, who has one loaded? Who has a Sketch of the App locked and loaded? They, they know what it was for them. I know what mine is. Dine is definitely the couple's sketch, which I don't remember the title Mm. to. Comfortable. Comfortable. Do you you say comfortable or comfortable? I I sometimes get in my own head and say comfortable. I say both, I guess. I I say the former. I I think you're adding a syllable there. I think it's comfortable. Comfortable. But do you say comfort or comfort? Comfortable. Comfort. Comfort. (laughs) Oh, well, I mean, it's a great point. I, I, the word does change for me if, I, if I'm adding a double at the end. I like calm. <laughs> um, hey, yes, once again, we know you yeah, like just calm. calm yeah. This is just another way into this <laughs> argument you always bring up. I like calm. I want to talk about calm. Um, yeah, and I, I, I really like that sketch too. I mean, I, I, I think you know, I, I want to give i i want to give credit to the uh you know most attractive man or the the whatever that sketch was called the greatest looking man in the world yeah that really made me laugh and i really thought it was different than anything i've seen them do um so i want to give an honorable mention to that um but i think clearly the best well-rounded overall sketch was that first one uh with the couples that are uh too comfortable around each other Mm mm-hmm Tremaine, what do you think? Also, do you I have, have to a go sketch with the fan favorite. I got to go with the fan favorite, the Doctor sketch. Uh, that that monologue. Okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. I think I think felt good. Summarized the whole episode, and and we got to see Dave Foley act like himself. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's a oh, great and, uh, choice. I, I... 
the foul the foul king came to mind as a as a korean recommendation korean film recommendation kind of late but if you kept listening you got it (laughs) (laughs) congratulations to our listeners did you say foul king like uh like a bird like a bird yeah okay Mm -hmm. thank you (laughs) okay i pronounce it comfortable okay uh yeah i'm still on Tremaine, thank you for joining us. Uh, thank you. I feel like this was, I thought we were all going to love this episode. It sounds like some of us thought it was okay, <laughs> but, but I, I loved it. To me, well, this was like the best collection of sketches we've had in in. in, in oh, in, I actually in thought the finale, the last episode, I thought was, was actually a little bit better. Um, really? This one okay. was okay. I really, you know, I would say I really liked half of them and I kind of didn't care for the other half. I mean, okay. I, I I liked the the bad doctor and the 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 sketches that I shouted out recently of the greatest looking guy and the and the couples, but was it a big fan of uh you know the space one that you, that was your favorite, right, Nick? Yeah, but I think that's maybe a nostalgic choice. Oh, okay. I mean, it reminds me of like stuff I would have liked when I was a kid. Yeah. But yeah, that was my favorite. Yeah. Um, I also think just to just to make it mark a difference, uh, uh. I don't think the episode was bad, and I don't even no, think I, yeah. I think it was like this is well done. It's just not it's for well you. done. It's just not for me. It's like <laughs> I can appreciate that this is this is good. This is good. This is great for someone else. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, honestly, when I watch this, I don't feel like it's for me. I'm just, I just think it's like there are a lot of shows I never really invested a lot of time and energy in getting to know. And yeah, yeah I thought of myself as a fan of kids in the hall, but now like watching the show again as an adult, my feelings about it are really different, but it does like tell me a lot about where comedy is and like why it's gotten to that place. Yeah. And like, you yeah. know, it is an interesting baseline interesting. for like where everyone's heads are and expectations were at for who would be doing mm-hmm. comedy and what they would be saying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I feel like there's this like intermittent discourse that erupts on Twitter where like someone will make fun of a really popular piece of media, whether it's like a book or a film or whatever, that's kind of like seen as like a white man's piece of media, like um, The Infinite Jest or like Apocalypse mm-hmm. Now or something. And it it becomes this divisive thing where people are like, stop, this is so hack, stop making fun of these things. Anyone can like them, which is totally, absolutely true. Yeah. But if you grew up and you're like of a certain age, you did grow up in this zone where you were just constantly bombarded with these very specific examples of media and told that they were good and everything else was bad. And so this resentment is coming from a very real place, <laughs> <laughs> like liking other stuff and being told it's shit. And this, right. these specific things that are like so not about you or your experience are what is good. And it like gets very frustrating after a while. Yeah. So I understand both sides of it. <laughs> it's just like, yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Um, I think that's totally valid. And I understand why anybody. And I understand like why you love it, like why you grew up with it. Yeah. And you love the show. I, and I appreciate you bringing that really, energy. I grew up in the suburbs. Yeah, <laughs> and I like it, Nick. I mean, uh, I like it. I don't want you to feel bad. I mean, I see you're at your sister's house. You're wallowing. You know, it's, it's okay. You're Things are going to be your okay. Sister's yeah. house. Nothing's working out. It sucks. I'm sorry. I did All laugh right, a lot well, at the comfortable sketch. <laughs> <laughs> well, until next time, keep brushing those heads. Hey.